What is going on, everyone? This is Two Bays in a Pod, and I am your host, Andrew Wright, and over in his bedroom is my co-host, sipping a glass of wine, Cody Johnson. Hello there, everybody. Yes, that is my co-host. I have the deep voice. He's got the high voice. <laughs> Cody is so annoyed with this. Okay, I'm done with it then. That was cute. That was cute. Did that for you, man. Anyway, um, Cody. Oh my god, last week's was phenomenal, dude. I'm thinking. Okay, so I, when it came out, I listened to two bays, mm-hmm. and I was laughing, and I was like, oh man. So I was telling my wife, okay, you got to go listen to it. My wife hated it because apparently I got all the stories wrong. Uh, <laughs> didn't get one single thing right. Everything was incorrect. Everything that she said was incorrect. She was very upset about it. Well, to be um, fair, to be fair, they were called drunk stories. And <laughs> in a majority of those stories, you were intoxicated. Yes, so I memory's was... a little off. Yes. So uh, in my defense, yes, I was drunk every single time <laughs> and <laughs> but uh no she she had liked it but she was just like oh you didn't say it right and i was like okay well we're on a time limit i can't really tell all the stories <laughs> and she was actually she was more mad the the thing that she had a big issue with was that i had um i didn't tell the the stories that she likes about the drunk times that I, you know, that I was drunk. So, mm-hmm. and she was kind of naming them off, and there was like three or four, and I was like, "Oh man, yeah, those are good stories." I was like, "Dang it!" So, I think, folks, by everyone who texted me, first of all, thank you. Everyone loved the episode, so I think we are going to have to have a part two. And I do want to say a big shout out to Brad, Brad, for coming on here and telling all those stories. Some of them might be embarrassing to you. Some of them you probably didn't care. But for you to to go on this platform and tell those stories is huge. So big shout out to him. And uh, we'll definitely have to have him back. And hopefully not drunk stories. Maybe maybe we'll have a, a little bit nicer of a topic. Maybe not so embarrassing. Um, but uh, he know, was a drunk huge stories, Those drunk stories are really good, though. I mean... We made. We probably are going to need a part two because those. Are well, two yeah, he's going to have to come on from part two, but I mean, we're going to have him on again for something else other than yeah. drunk. So, uh, but uh, yeah, it was it was it was it was so good, man. Um, so anyway, we're not talking about that this week. <laughs> this is what this is how Cody and I's conversation always goes. We'll be on Marco Polo, and we're just talking. Be like, oh yeah, you know today. I got to, you know, uh, do the school for, for my daughter. And, mm-hmm. you know, you know, what's really weird about that is I had to go get a tablet and blah, blah, blah. And you, you go down this rabbit hole and you're like, well, that's not why I came on here to talk to you. <laughs> yep. Every time, dude, every time we always have a conversation where we go into some rabbit hole and we're like, well, that's not what I was talking about. I don't know how we got there. Sorry. Yeah. And then so. it's like, it's like, yeah, man. So anyways, I was just letting you know, I'm on my way to the grocery store. And then we get in this long <laughs> rabbit hole of nothing. And then we'll like go down of like COVID-19. And then we're talking about prices that of gas. That was you today. Yeah, that was me yeah, today. Was then we'll talk about like prices of gas. And then we're like, but ultimately, though, I'm still going to go to the store real quick. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> Half of the time, we go into these deep rabbit holes. And so by the time we're the place that we're going to, we're just parked and sitting there talking on this thing because we wanted to finish up what we were initially messaged each other for. So Yes, exactly. Anyway, um, so, you know, if we do that, that's just who Cody and I are. So you're just going to have to get over it, okay? Yeah, our wives have gotten over it, so you guys will too. Oh, your wife got over it? No. Oh, not mine. mine. Mine's still not over it, but no, uh, no. that's We're, beside the point. No, well, we've been together a couple of years longer than you guys, but yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. All right. So um, today we wanted to uh, go into uh, a little bit more about us. Um, Cody, uh, we've been, the re- I mean, again, I, I think I've said this like three or four times on, on different episodes, but we created this podcast to kind of get people to get to know us more um, and do something different. Um, you know, we love sports. I mean, obviously, uh, we always talk about sports, Cody, you and I. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also are, you know, bays, 
And yes. so, um, you know, we need to, um, we want other people to understand and, and maybe get to know us a little bit better because yes, it's a sports show and we love sports, but we want people to, uh, also get to know us and, and maybe connect and, and, you know, we want to get to know you as well. So we figured this was a good thing to do. So Cody, I wanted to know some first from you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I really was curious cause I know you were talking about it. Yeah. Um, your first car, what was your first car and what are your first memories? Now I'm not talking about first car that you remember when you were a little kid with your parents. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about your first exact car when you started driving. Okay, so buckle up, folks. This is going to be a this is going to be a doozy. So more um, rabbit holes. Oh, this is going to be a long one. So buckle up. Um, so the very first car I owned was a 1984 Volvo Turbo. It was silver all the way around except the hood. It was tan, and uh, it was only a two door, and it had a manual crank sunroof. So sunroofs nowadays are electric. This one literally had a crank on the ceiling and you cranked it. So then it would open up and all that stuff. So there's a funny story that's going to be told a little bit uh, later down about that. So anyways, I had bought in this 1984 Volvo turbo um, just like a couple of weeks after I had graduated high school in, in 2018 or 2008, 2018, holy crap. In 2008, um, I had saved up basically some paychecks from my job. I had gotten graduation money and I saved up. It wasn't a whole lot. I think I saved up like a thousand dollars and on Craigslist at the time in 2008, Craigslist was still about, you know, a few years old of a site. It wasn't where it is like today where it's essentially hasn't changed. Um, <laughs> so found this car on Craigslist, drove out to the city called Selma to go with my uncle to go pick it up. Uh, it was, uh, being sold by a pastor of this church and we met him. He was a great guy. We got to test drive it down the freeway. And as we're test driving it, mind you, there's no radio in this car. There's no air conditioning. It doesn't have, uh, it doesn't have cruise control or anything like that. It's an older car. And my uncle looks at me as we're driving down the freeway. Again, we turn on the AC thinking it's on and he convinced me, Oh no, I felt that blowing some cool air. I think it's good. And he goes, if this was, if this, if I was buying this for my son, I'd get this. So I paid my 850 bucks for this car. I drove it home. And uh, because it was an older car, I would have issues starting it because most cars are with a fuel injector. This was not a fuel injector. It was a carburetor. So it was different process in starting it in some mornings. So there'd be days I'm heading off to work and I'd have to get up a little bit earlier than normal and be out the door earlier because I had to bank on maybe 20 minutes of start time for my car in case I was running a little bit late. So anyways, um, I had moved to Sacramento that summer of 2008 after I'd bought this car and, um, I get to Sacramento. One of, one of the first days I'm there, I take it to a car wash cause I want to really take care of this car, right? Again, no radio, no air conditioning. It's a summer, super hot. I go through the car wash thinking I'm all hot stuff, man, paying my hard earned money for some, you know, $5 car wash. What ends up happening is the sunroof doesn't seal fully because again, it's a manual crank. So as I'm in this car wash going through the conveyor, (laughs) I'm getting rained on with soap and water and everything because the sunroof won't close correctly. So I've got water all in my seats. And, uh, and so I have to get that. I've had moments of that cleaned up. Another one of the reasons why I cherish this car so much, and I only had it for a few months. I didn't have it very long. Um, it had alternator issues. So what would happen is in my car, the alternator would go bad. And in a car, the alternator is what maintains the battery power Mm -hmm. from the battery into the vehicle to keep it running. What would happen is my alternator would go out. So then instead of cycling good battery energy back into the vehicle, the alternator, because it's bad, would then cycle bad energy into the battery. So essentially, if you put a bad battery with a good alternator, it'll it'll um, damage the good alternator. If you put a bad alternator with a good battery, it does the, does the vice versa, the opposite. So I was, my roommate at the time, uh, he was a manager for this sprinkler shop that we both worked at. And it was a large kind of warehouse shop. And uh, I remember one weekend we were going to go work on my car because I needed to change out the alternator. So we have it in the shop and uh, the warehouse that we're in is huge. It's open. 
Um, it's a giant, probably 40 foot like steel door that, you know, you roll up and we pull it in and have it up on a jack and everything like that. We're about 30 minutes into repairing the vehicle. We had already put the new alternator in. We had, you know, put the wire back. We had, you know, done the screws. We flip on the car and we see on the bottom, because again, it's, it's elevated about a 45 degree angle. We, we turn on the car and then we see an orange glow underneath the car for some reason. And then we see that the negative ground for the alternator had caught fire. And so, oh. <laughs> this warehouse is a complete square. So we go from one end of the, uh, <laughs> the warehouse going, oh my gosh, it's on fire, it's on fire. <laughs> we're running in a complete circle basically around the entire shop. And we're looking for a fire extinguisher to put it out. Well, the fire extinguisher was 10 feet away from us on the opposite wall. But <laughs> we were such in a panic, we kept going round and round and round in circles. And so finally it went out. My buddy's like, you need to take out that battery before this thing blows up in the shop. And so we left the car in there over the weekend just to make sure it, it, it was safe. And that was and probably so the wrong move. We all, well, we weren't going to take you it back left to our, the car. Well, we weren't going to, so I had, what I did is I closed everything up. We took out the battery. There's no power to it. So there's no, there's no way okay. it could have done anything. Right. So we left right. it in there for the weekend and we came back and, uh, got it towed home. And, uh, Luckily, again, the alternator ground, there's, a, there's two wires. Um, there's one ground that goes to the back of the alternator. That was the one that kind of like sizzled out. That was the problem. So I, I get that replaced. But my issue with my car and why I cherish it so much is because I had this everlasting problem with the alternator. Because what would happen is, again, I was a college student broke. I didn't have enough money to buy both a battery and an alternator. Because at this time, both of them cost between 200 and 300 bucks combined. I'm a poor college kid, man. I'm eating top ramen. So there's no way I'm even putting together 50 cents, let alone, you know, $200 to fix this. And there would be times where what I would do is I, I, my mom had bought me a car battery charger and I had that in my apartment. And what would happen is I would charge my car battery overnight. Mm -hmm. And I had this down to a science to where I had six good starts to my car before I was in trouble. And what would happen is if my if I ran out of power in my battery, because essentially my car was running just on the battery alone, no alternator, then what would happen is my car would just die. No life, no nothing. I'd have to get it towed, which has happened before on a freeway. It was not fun. <laughs> and anyway, so this is what would happen every morning is I would charge the battery. I'd get up for an 8 a.m. class. I put my battery back in my car. I'd started. That was start number one. I went to two. No, I went to three different campuses when I was going to this junior college up in Sacramento. I go to the first campus first. I had uh, one class there. Uh, so I had to spend a second start to get out of that campus to go to the second campus. So I did start number three there. Start number four, obviously, was going to the last campus. And I was there for the rest of the day. So then I would just go home um, probably in the middle of the afternoon. So about one o'clock. Well, then I also had a job at the local mall. And so in between I, the time I would get home, uh, I was probably home for like three or four hours. I would charge my battery again to get me to work. And then what would happen is I'd get to work, I'd have my car battery, I'd have my car battery charger in one hand, and I'd have my car battery in the other hand, and I would walk them into the mall into work, and I'd have them in the back charging as I was on an eight-hour shift, just so that way I can get home because I had to run the light, I had to run the, uh, I had to run the, uh, the obviously the lights to get home, the, uh, God, what are the uh, headlights. I had to run headlights yeah. to get home. And then when it rained in Sacramento, because it rained a lot more, I had to run the windshield wipers. Well, you don't realize how much stuff is run off of a car battery until you don't have an alternator charging the battery. You got thankfully, thankfully, like I said, I've mentioned a hundred times, I don't have a radio in there. Thank God. Cause that would have killed the battery. I had yeah. windshield wipers going. I had car light. I had my headlights going, uh, turn signals. Um, I knew when my alternator would be going bad is because none of my two headlights wouldn't both be on at the same time. Uh, I would have one headlight on constantly. The other one would be dim and it looked like my car was winking from a distance. <laughs> so I've got, I've got a million stories I can continue about my car, but this 1984 <laughs> Volvo turbo taught me a lesson of patience. And I remember breaking down on the side of the road in Sacramento, three hours away from where I lived, where my mother was calling her like, this car broke down again. It's a piece of junk. She's like, you want me to call AAA for you? I mean, I can't do anything from here. Yeah. I just needed someone to talk to because it broke down again. And so 
I've got stories of breaking down in the middle of nowhere to go pick somebody up for a Halloween party. And they had to pick me up because my car died in the middle of the road. So good times, man. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I've had a few cars. And the reason I've had a few cars is because I've had nothing but car troubles since I've been having cars. And so I can relate. So I understand how frustrating and how pissed off you get. But then like you look back and you're like, oh, it's a good story. Yeah. <laughs> so I one time broke down in San Francisco during uh, President Obama at the time was there. Kanye West was there. And um, uh, the Blue An- was it the Blue Angels? No, it was it was a uh, Navy like a ton of Navy crews mm-hmm. would uh, were coming there. So it was nothing but jam-packed, and I broke down in the middle just at the end of a hill. You know how San Francisco is? Yep. I was right there spewing uh, radiator fluid all over, and um, we were trying to get a tow truck, and it took forever to get i mean that's a story for another day but Mm -hmm. i what i'm trying to say is i completely understand how (laughs) upsetting those stories get so um you know i understand for sure well so one so i don't mean to cut you off but so this the city in sacramento i lived i only lived there for about four or five months i only i was only there for one semester of school because i couldn't afford it and so my friends in uh, in sacramento i i went to this uh I went to this church that had this college group that I became really close friends with, with a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And what happened was they all knew my struggles with my car and here I am. (laughs) They, they must've thought I was holier than everybody else. Cause here they are seeing me with this good attitude of my vehicle. And really I was cursing that thing out. (laughs) Like you wouldn't believe. And I was like, this piece of shit. And yet they were like, Oh my gosh, you have so much patience. And I was like, you've got no idea. But anyways, I have patience now. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, so um, again, all all my uh, all my friends had known that I had uh, had this car issue, and they knew I was moving back home to Fresno um, that December because again, I couldn't afford to live there. I was just a college kid. I I couldn't afford really the rent or anything like that. So I had already told them that I was moving back. So we had a Christmas party, an ugly Christmas sweater party, uh, just before I go, and. My buddies, uh, Brennan and Chris, uh, Tristan and little Chris, there's two different Chris's and a bunch of other friends, they all pitched in and they actually gave me a car. Well, not a car. It, they gave me a 1983 Mazda pickup, uh, for free. It was for free. I didn't pay anything for it as a gift wow. to get me home as a, as like a thinking of me gesture. Cause you know, I was going home, I had this vehicle, I had all these things to worry about. And so they had, uh, a friend had had this truck that was sitting in their house, in in their yard for, you know, a few months, and they didn't know what was wrong with it. So Chris and Brennan, they were the mechanics of our friends, of our friends groups. Uh They basically spent weekends working on it and got it working. And then they brought it uh, from Sacramento down to Fresno when they were doing a road trip. And they dropped it off for me, but they gave me the pink slip on it was like some December night when we were doing our ugly Christmas sweater party. And man, that was, some wow, that was cool. some really cool. That was a really cool experience. And I, I'm so thankful that they did that for me because that was another vehicle I fell in love with. And I have a lot of stories about as well, but wow. yeah, that's an amazing story. Oh, that's really cool. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Big shout out to them, man. Yeah. Well, unfortunately I think over time we haven't really, kept in touch but i have always thought about that gesture and i can never forget about it because again like they didn't have to do that and you Mm -hmm. know it's one thing to give someone like a just a gift of like pictures or memories but to give someone a a vehicle you know and not have to even if it's yeah you know so yeah definitely a beat up car yeah so definitely learned a lot of lessons but also got some good got got some good stories out of it for sure yeah, you know when you have a car like that, um, it really helps you. I don't want to say like become a man, but it helps you like understand the responsibilities mm-hmm. that you that you have as a car owner. 
Yeah. You know, um, I mean, for me, my dad was never the person who was just like, oh, you know, we'll just get you a new car or we'll get you a new part because we never had the money for it. So mm-hmm. when I had um, a beat up car, which actually my first car was, was, uh, a, you know, a beat up one like that and always had issues. Um, you know, I did have mechanics around me, but my dad always was like, no, you need to learn mm-hmm. how to fix your car because if this ever happens later on and I'm not here to help you, mm-hmm. you need to know at least a little bit. You don't have to know the ins and outs of the car because there are going to be some things that you just can't do, right. you know, that you're definitely going to need a mechanic for, but you know, the essentials like the battery, like the alternator, you know, changing a tire, you know, brakes, even changing yep. your oil, stuff like that. Um, it's, it's very important. So and I'm glad my dad did that because, um, you know, there's been things later on where I've kind of understood, okay, this is why this is happening or mm-hmm. this is why, you know, so whatever is happening. So, um, you know, I'm definitely glad that, um, you know, you have those beat up cars cause you do learn a lot from mm-hmm. those. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, my first car, I guess, since I already kind of started on it, um, I had a GMC S15 truck, 1984. S15. S15. And actually, it was my brother-in-law's. He had it, and he's a mechanic. Mm -hmm. So I trusted that that he kept up the truck pretty well. And he told me straight up, he said, listen, dude, you know, you can buy this car. That's cool. He goes, it is a piece of shit. It's not going to be the greatest, <laughs> but it will get you to and from. You're going to have some issues because it is an older truck. It is an 80s truck. So mm-hmm. he goes, you're going to have issues no matter what. But he goes, you know, if worse comes to worse, you could always ask me and, and I can help you with it because I know what it's about. And I go, okay. So um, he told me a thousand bucks. I said, all right, I guess, you know. That's going to be my only option. There really was no other other option for me mm-hmm. um, because, um, you know, I, well, I didn't have a great job at the time. I mean, I wasn't getting paid a lot. Uh, at the time, I was working at me and Ed's and it's part time. So, you know, I'm, you're not making, you know, 500 bucks a month. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, he told me a thousand bucks, save up and uh and you can have the car so i got to 500 and um my mom and my dad well actually my mom i should say um she was like well i'll help you i'll pay for half and i was like wow you're gonna put up 500 bucks she goes let me rephrase that (laughs) (laughs) i will pay 250 if your dad will pay 250 (laughs) so she was like we'll essentially both pay half Mm -hmm. Um, of what you would pay uh, for that truck. So I said, okay, well, I'll talk to dad. So I talked to my dad. My dad said reluctantly, but he was like, yeah, I'll do it because my mom was very persistent. I will give her that. Um, you know, it was very appreciative, but I understood my dad's perspective as well. You know, he didn't want to put up the money and, and it's not like he had it, you know, willy nilly. So, right. uh, but I appreciate it, dad. And I appreciate it, mom, for guys. That. Um, but, uh, so I did end up buying that truck, but at that time, I actually, um, I no, I am sorry. I was not working at me and as I lied, I was working at a different place. I didn't have my license at the time. I was getting driven to work. This was actually before me and I'm sorry. Um, and so I was, um, my stepmom worked at the same place that I did. So she would take me to work and then uh, obviously take me home so um and i was doing construction so it was sweating and and so i found the the appeal of a truck so when my brother-in-law said hey i have a truck for sale i was like oh golden great so i had this truck for a while and i was driving it and um at the time i didn't have my license and a lot of my friends did and they would go to the mall the service the mall and I lived really close. I mean, I was like a mile away from Sierra Vista Mall. So I was like, what's the harm in driving? So <laughs> stupid. That was stupid. But um, so I drove and I would go over to the mall and hang out actually with Brad and uh, his cousin Sam. 
And so, and I knew Sam a lot longer than I did Brad at that time. So, um, so we would all hang out and we'd go to this arcade all the time and just kind of walk around the mall and do whatever. So there was this one time they asked me and I was like, Oh, you know, my mom was, my mom was already telling me she doesn't really want me to drive on it. You know, she wants me to learn, you know, it's okay to drive through the, through the little streets, but through the main streets, I probably shouldn't. And they're like, come on, dude, we really want to play. We really want to do this. And I was like, all right, all right. You know, peer pressure. So I went and I started driving over there. <laughs> I, uh, we were having fun. And then I get home and I didn't realize that my mom had called me. <laughs> and so my mom had called me and I, she went to my dad's house and she got there before I did and she was not very happy. <laughs> so my mom was like, you can't do that. If you got pulled over, you would be in so much trouble and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I understand. I know it was stupid, but I was like, it's only a mile, you know, you know, how we all are. So, um, but, um, then I, uh, started working at me and Ed's and that's where I really got a lot of issues. You're stopping and starting that car all the time. And that truck was not meant for it. Um, and there were so many times, there was one time where it was a huge rainstorm. It was really bad. I mean, in California, um, it doesn't rain that hard. I will admit that. But where we are, we're right by the foothills. And, um, at the time we were the closest me and Ed's to basically, short of shaver lake which is about an hour away so uh-huh. sometimes you had to go far in there and there was this one time where this this guy had a house and it's you know when you when you have a house in the foothills it's a lot further off in the distance like you can't just see it you know you see the mailbox and then you have to pull into this you know mile long driveway and then you get to the house mm-hmm. so that's how this house was and I see I'm driving and the windshield wipers were shit. They were awful. It didn't matter what windshield wipers you put on. They were always terrible. Um, and so actually my wife still to this day, she's like, how do you drive so good at night? And I go, honestly, it's because my first truck the windshield was all dirty and you could never get it clean. So when it rained, it was even worse. So I knew how to find a focus spot. And just focus on that the whole drive. So I've gotten pretty good, especially when I drive through the mountains at night and you get all those like blaring headlights. Like you're, I'm just, I know how to, I know how to maneuver with that. So anyway, I've, I see that I missed the mailbox. So I try and I don't slam on my brakes. Cause again, it's an 84 truck. The brakes aren't anti-lock brakes. <laughs> <laughs> so if I brake hard, I'm skidding through this through the street. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to slow down as fast as I can. And I'm trying to turn my car a little bit to kind of, you know, how you kind of slow it down a little bit. Uh-huh. And I turn it too far to the left. And I get, and I didn't realize that this guy had a dip in his, um, in his driveway. And the reason I didn't realize it, because it was nothing but water. But it was so clear uh-huh. that I couldn't realize that it was a huge puddle. It was basically <laughs> a pond. So my truck goes head first into it, and I realize I hit it. So I try and turn as much as I can, but my uh, front wheel gets stuck, and I can't get out. Oh, and I'm, I haven't delivered the pizza yet. So this <laughs> is even worse. And these people are out in their front, and they see it all happen. And the guy, the guy couldn't fit if I, I wish I would have got their name. I was, I was way too young to, to think about it, but uh-huh. the guy was so grateful. He was just like, he was like, Oh man, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was like, no dude, it's not your fault. I was, <laughs> I didn't see your mailbox and I, and I shouldn't have turned like that. And he was like, no, I'm terribly sorry. We'll get you out. We'll get you out. This guy had chains. This guy had, you know, wood planks and stuff. And, I gave the guy the pizza. I was like, hey, you really don't have to help me out. I really do appreciate it, but you really don't. He goes, no, 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 we'll get you out. We'll get you out. Guy couldn't have been nicer, you know, um, super nice. Like the guy really, he was, the guy had to have been like in his 60s, uh, maybe 70s. And he was just the nicest guy. He he was a big thank you to him because Mm -hmm. I would have been stuck out there for hours if it wasn't for him. I really would have. Yeah. So he got all this stuff. He got his truck. He hooked, he, um, hooked this, um, you know, chain link, um, thing that he had 
um, to my truck and to his truck. He pulled me out, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been out for an hour and I had no cell service. This was at the time where, you know, cell phone service was a big issue. <laughs> so, um, my, my employer, me and Ed's was trying to get a hold of me and I couldn't get a hold of them telling them. Finally, I asked the guy, I go, do you have a home phone? And the guy goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go, I know you've already done so much, but I was like, is it possible that I can call me and Ed's and let them know that I am stuck? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he grabs me the phone. I call him. I say, hey, listen, I got stuck. It, um, you know, the guy's pulling me out. So that's why I'm really late. So he goes, okay. So I get there and my, my boss was so pissed. And I was like, what are you pissed about? She's like, how would you get stuck? And blah, blah, blah. I was like, it's a freaking rainstorm. I'm sorry. I wasn't going out there hoping, Hey, gee, I hope my truck gets stuck. But I think she, she never liked me. Um, I'll give her this. I, a lot of people had cell phones where they had GPSs or a lot of people had, you know, had like maps in their car. Yeah. I never could get a map. It wasn't for the lack of trying. I just every time I would think about getting a map, either the place didn't have it or didn't have the map that I needed. Mm-hmm. And so you needed a map of strictly where you're at or at least just Fresno. Mm-hmm. And I could never find one. I could only find them of like California. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that really doesn't help me. <laughs> so um, was her, was your boss's name Carol Baskin? <laughs> no what's funny though i sorry i know this is a rabbit hole and we already said we were going to do it but anyway um her husband loved me and me and brad worked together brad actually got me the job so I, i'm always thankful for him for doing that uh-huh. but um she loved brad but she hated me <laughs> and what's funny is her husband loved me but hated brad probably hated him more than her husband than um she hated me i mean he hated brad i don't know what it was brad was a much better worker at that than i was um but yeah i always had issues with my alternator um i think i changed well no i changed it at once i had to rechange the alternate i already said that the radiator I had to change out my starter in that. And actually that was the last thing I changed out. And about a month later, um, my, my truck was went kaput. Uh-huh. So I was so pissed because I put uh, two, 300 bucks into a starter into that freaking truck. And then a month later it, I couldn't use it. And I was like, you gotta be kidding yeah. me. I put so much money into that. And it's not like, again, like I said, it wasn't like I was getting a lot of money for that. No. Um, so, you know, I've had so many issues with that truck, but it did help me learn. I mean, I learned how to, I had uh, two sets of tires that my brother-in-law gave me. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I would switch those out just for the rims. It's <laughs> yeah. so stupid. I mean, looking back, you're just like, why the hell did I take all that time? But <laughs> change your the time tires, was like kind of fun. Cell phone case. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of fun. I mean, you know, he had nothing else to do. Uh, you know, I changed the oil in that thing. So was your it was car a good one color. It was a yeah, yes. Okay. Actually, well, I had it was white, but it had a lot of rust on it. So I got the bright idea. I was like, I oh, man, I want a different color. I don't want it white. And I was like, oh, I'll spray paint it. That way I don't have to pay a you know thousand dollars to change the color of the car. <laughs> so I sanded that shit and <laughs> spray painted it black and it actually didn't look terrible. I mean it didn't look great, but it, <laughs> it actually didn't come out as bad as it probably could have. But yeah. um yeah, that was a great starter truck. Um I'm glad I had it because it helped me learn mm-hmm. how to how to change certain things. Um but uh yeah there was a lot of stressful times with that truck too yeah no i think it's a rite of passage to have your first car or you know i think any car any junket car that's gonna give you mechanical problems because you know you gotta figure it out like my son he's pretty close to turning the age where he's gonna start driving and i don't want him to get a newer car i want him to get the junkiest oldest car in the lot because i want him to have to learn how to work on it repair it you know and 
For sure. I feel like if it wasn't for my first car or any of my other cars I had to work on, really, I wouldn't have an appreciation for, you know, cars and, you know, it makes you be a little bit more mindful of taking care of them and making sure maintenance is up on them and, and stuff yeah. like that. And I don't know if it's a guy thing or just more of like, you know, more or less of just, if you've gone through the same things as, you know, as everybody else have, like, I imagine like anybody else, male or female, who's had a, a terrible first car, second car or whatever that required you to learn a lot about the maintenance to fix it. I imagine we're all yeah. in the same boat of, you know, we've become, we've become <laughs> amateur mechanics in the, you know, in a second life essentially. Cause you know, I don't know how I couldn't put an engine together from start to finish, mm-hmm. but I'm at the point now because I've had, you know, car issues with my first one and, you know, the other two that I've had, I can listen to someone's problem and almost diagnose it with about a 75% accuracy. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's without tools. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. You know, it's funny too. I, you were, I know you said that you didn't have AC in your car. Well, I didn't have AC in my truck, mm-hmm. but I did have a heater. So I will get, yeah. I, and I think that's why to this day, I like the summer, even though it gets over a hundred over here, it's sometimes over 115. Um, I still prefer the summer over the winter because I just don't do good in the winter. Mm-hmm. And so I would always have my heater. But what was funny is sometimes if I was using my truck too much, especially on deliveries mm-hmm. during the summer, the engine would get really hot and it would start going over that middle point and, mm-hmm. you know, start getting a little bit higher. So I found out that if I turn my heater on, on uh, high, yeah, it would actually help it out and right. it would release a lot of that heat. And so I would have my windows down and I didn't have the, you know, automatic windows. I was the, you know, yep, roll down, yeah, the crank there. So you had to do that. And, um, I would do it on both sides of my, of my truck. I mean, the truck wasn't super wide. So I was able to reach. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I would have the heater on full blast middle of the summer, 110 degree weather, um, driving down in this dry heat in Fresno, driving in the mountains and I would be drenched in sweat, but I would be having the time of my life because I'd be listening to, you know, my iPod or, um, it had it had a CD player, but every now like you had to have a good day where it was going to work. <laughs> so most of the time it didn't. So I got the bright idea where I would buy one of those um, speakers that you plug in your phone. Yeah, and you can listen to music. So that's what I did. I would listen, and I had an iPod after I had graduated high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents, uh, well, not my parents, my mom, uh, got me an iPod uh, for graduating. Mm-hmm. So I used that thing all the freaking time. Yep. So that was my uh, that was my stereo was a little hand me down thing, and so I would turn it all the way up, and I'd just be listening to whatever music. I mean, I mean that's what it was like to be young, you know. Yeah. Well, now, my my sound system for my car again was nothing. So back in the day, folks, um, before touchscreens, I had this uh, Sony Ericsson. It was a forest green color. And it was the kind where it'd slide up and then the keyboard would show. Oh, yeah. It was that yeah. time phone. And it was one of the first phones that actually had a built-in FMA, uh, FM AM radio in it. So oh. I'd get my headphones. And what I would do is in the morning, I'd put on my headphones and I would listen to the radio while I'm driving to class. Although it's not on the stereo, of course, because <laughs> I don't have a radio in there. And then one, uh, one holiday, I went home and my mom had these computer speakers that had a that had an auxiliary plug for like as you know, for like headphone jacks that she wasn't using. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, Hey, can I have these? And she goes, yeah, I don't care. Have them. And what I did is instead of using my headphones, I'd plug my, I'd plug the, the computer speakers and they're like little, I don't know, like four and a half inch speakers. And they're, they're just <laughs> yeah. like cheapo ones. And yeah. I'd plug, I'd plug my phone into those speakers and I'd turn it up as loud as it can. And I'd have a makeshift like stereo system, except, if I went too fast with the windows down, you couldn't hear anything because the wind's going so fast that it, oh, that it drowns out the music. Yeah. But it was yeah. a, it was my makeshift stereo for a little while, or there'd be times my phone would die, and it would just be me and my wits driving home, you know, from whatever. So, you know, I used to love those times though. I'm the kind of person that if I don't have any music, I am okay because I can think about whatever. And I just like, I go through a lot. Like if I feel like if I'm angry, 
I, I just get all of my anger out in that drive. <laughs> See, and or me, if that's... I'm just silly, I'm just getting all my silly. And I'm not afraid to say it. I, I talk to myself and, hey, sometimes I come home a better man because of it. So, <laughs> See, and music is my, is my way of talking to myself. So, like, music for me is life. I have to have music on, listen to music. For, like, if I'm editing this show... I'll have one ear, you know, listening to what's going on and I'll have another ear with music going on because I have to have something going on. I mean, other than listening to podcasts, there'd be a stretch where I'll listen to only podcasts and hardly any music. But for the most part, I default to music and the boring drives with no with no music are sometimes the most torturous ones because I need to hear (laughs) something and to hear just dead silence or, you know, I just couldn't. It was almost um, (laughs) it almost drive me more nuts than it did peacefully, you know. That's crazy. Yeah, I I could I would sometimes I prefer nothing. But I mean, there are a lot of times where I'm like, oh, I want music, or mm-hmm. uh, I listen to podcasts a ton. So uh, podcasts are usually what I'm listening to. But if I'm all out of podcasts, then I'm I'm definitely listening to music. But uh, a lot of times too, I'm just like, I don't want to listen to anything. I just want to just want to yeah. have the my window down. And actually, the reason I brought up the the heater part of my truck was because now. I'm a stickler for even my AC. I'm a stickler for AC at my house, but I'm a stickler mm-hmm. for AC in my car. Uh, if it's just me now, mm-hmm. if it's, if there's other people, I'll turn on my AC. I mean, I'm not happy about it, but I do God, it. I, God, I hope you would do that. <laughs> but don't ever um, be an Uber. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I, I usually, if it's 99 degrees or lower, I don't have my heater or my AC on at all. Um, what I do, I always just have my windows down. If it's over a hundred degrees, then I muster up and I just say, okay, it's, it's way too hot to have. There's no way I'm going to get cool driving. I'm still going to be sweating even with the window down. So Mm -hmm. I need to have the AC. So then I'll turn on the AC. Um, but I just got so used to never having the AC on that. I sometimes, sometimes I even forget like, Mm-hmm. Um, but usually if like my daughter or, or my wife are in the car, I'll, I have the AC on cause otherwise my wife will, you know, throw a fit and, um, you know, my daughter, she is, she's the nicest kid, but <laughs> I'll like sweat her out and she'll be like, dad, I'm a little sweaty. And I'm like, Oh shoot. I am so sorry. I've done that a couple <laughs> of times. I'm not going to lie. Just cause you so, like having swamp ass doesn't mean everybody else does. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I've gotten to, I've tried to uh, train myself when, uh, when my daughter's in the car, the AC is on, uh, if it's hot, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously if my, if my wife is in the car, the AC is on all the time. It doesn't matter if it's 50 degrees outside. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's uh, zero degrees outside. She will still want the AC on. So, Oh my God. I remember one time I got in, I was driving her, my wife's car one time and it was a warmer fall day, uh, 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 scorching hot 60 degrees. I get in her car one day, AC's on full blast because <laughs> the, it was, her car was in just a little bit of sun. It got a little warm. So she was, it was hot. I needed the, I needed the car cool. Roll down the window. It's cooler outside than it is in your car, but why is your AC on full blast? So. My that. favorite thing, my favorite thing is honestly, uh, I joke about my wife, but when we go to, um, you know, uh, cause we always, we always make a, a yearly trip to Morro Bay with, with her family. So when we go to Morro Bay, like the second we get over the hill, mm-hmm. talking about yeah. second you get over that hill and you start going to downhill, my windows are down and I'm and my wife is like, yeah, yeah, let's, let's roll them down. Yeah. It feels fantastic. So I'm like, yes. So that's like my favorite time is the drive in. I can have my windows down. And so I love it. So by the time we get over there, I'm just like, yeah, I'm in such a great mood. You know, I'm wide awake. So usually when I get to Morro Bay, I'm in like the greatest mood. I like, I had the best time of my life. Even if the ride to that point was the like the crappiest by the time i get over that hill and the windows are down i'm like oh yeah (laughs) i'm just i'm alive again so can i just point out too that i'm i actually this is how you know we're bays 
both of our very first cars, both the years 1984. Yeah, I know. That was funny. That was when you cool. said that, I was like, there's no way. It's a, there's no way it's 84. And you kept saying it. I was like, oh, my God. We're bays. This is yeah. incredible. The, honestly, um, you know, I the truck wasn't bad. Um, like I said, it wasn't like terrible, but I did have a lot of issues with it. It was an older truck, so I did expect it, but it just, it wasn't the best car for delivery driver. Um, it didn't really go fast. And like as a delivery driver, like they were, they were very strict about, Oh, you need to be, you know, you need to be there at this time. Mm -hmm. And what I had to do is they had a map in me and Ed's and I would have to write directions verbatim on the back of my receipt so I would know where to go because mm -hmm. like I said I didn't have a map right and I know uh, there's probably a lot of people like there's you could have found a map I go okay but honestly there was a lot of times where I didn't want to drive my truck because I wasn't sure when it was going to break down so I didn't right. want to go to some random store I wanted to know where I could get it and then I would go to that store without having to drive all over Fresno trying to find one. So, yeah. And, uh, my boss, I mean, she didn't care, you know, and, and I don't blame her. I'm not saying, you know, she was bad. She just, she just didn't like me. And I understood why, because I was, I wasn't great. I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, it definitely, I learned a lot and now I know, um, I know that area pretty well. Uh, because I had to drive through that yeah. all the time. So um, it actually helped too, because uh, my wife uh, at the time, she lived in Sanger. So when her and I started dating, I knew all the different ways to get into Sanger mm -hmm. because uh, the my mom actually uh, was living there too. And then I would r drive these roads and there was a road where a lot of people wouldn't take. And I would just... I would floor it. I mean, I'd be in my truck going 80 miles an hour down this, down this road that I knew no one was going to be on or a couple of people would be the people that lived down on that road. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it was great. I loved it. Those were, those are great nights. I loved, I love driving from uh, my work and, or even just my dad's house over to my, uh, now my wife's house. So mm -hmm. I used to, I used to love those drives I and mean, it was 20 25 30 minute drive all the time so if i wanted to listen to music i would listen to music if i didn't want to if i just wanted to have my thoughts to myself if we had just gotten into a fight mm -hmm. i'd get all my anger out there and then i would come i'd get there and be like oh, i'm so sorry self-therapy you know? that's awesome because you you yell at yourself you're like oh this is stupid and blah 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 and then all of a sudden you're like okay yeah you're right it is stupid <laughs> why don't you just apologize like there's no point Right. And you having to be right. Like, why don't you just say sorry? Mm -hmm. Because maybe you're not right and you're not thinking about this. And so that's why I always love those. So um, I always tell her I was I was probably really mean to her sometimes because a lot of the times I was so tired and I'm mm -hmm. not the kind of person who can stay up at like 3 a.m. Mm -hmm. and drive home. I had to be in bed before midnight because. I was always an old person and now I'm like in bed by nine and I love it. So I always tell her, I was like, it wasn't that I was mad at you. It was just like, she would be like, no, don't go. And I was like, I am so tired. Please let me go home. <laughs> I was like, it was not that I didn't love you. I mean, I loved you to death, but I just, I wanted to go home and sleep and I knew I couldn't sleep at your house. And so I had to go home. <laughs> so, it's just funny. We always talk about that. She was always like, you hated it. And I was like, it wasn't that I hated staying. It was that I hated that you wanted me to stay when I was super tired and you knew it was a long drive. <laughs> so, anyway, things we do for love, man. Yeah, for sure. So, it's so that was my, that was my about, car. Yeah. Well, <laughs> speaking about rabbit holes, uh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah for real. <laughs> I think that's all the time we got, honestly. I don't think yeah. we can go any more first. So I think we have a topic for next week, for sure. Definitely. Um, I, think, I think you foreshadowed I think we'll, it a little bit. I think we'll merge a couple of these. Uh, we'll do, uh, I think next week what we'll do is we'll do first job and first paycheck. Because mm -hmm. that's obviously going to go hand in hand. Yep. I have a ton of stories on those. Oh, same here. So, um, you know, I, I'll I'll look forward to that, but. Uh, just thinking about car troubles. I mean, like I said, I had some issues with my truck, but 
um, you know, I've had worse. I, I've had worse, but that one helped me learn how to fix what I what I could fix. So yeah, um, you know, it it was a it was a shitty car, but it was also a car that was was really nice to have to to kind yeah. of learn. So I, agree. I know for you, you feel the same. Oh yeah. All right. Well, good stuff, man. That was fun. Uh, trip down memory lane. I honestly, I wasn't even thinking I was going to tell the story of how my truck got stuck in the water, <laughs> but I, it just came to my mind when I was talking about my truck. That's one of the first memories that I always think of with that truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously this, the spray painting one, that was, God, that was such a stupid idea. Hey man, that's, that's uh, saving money right there. Yeah, at least I mean it, it were it did work out. It just I mean it wasn't great, but it it really wasn't bad. So <laughs> yeah, I'd get you on that one for sure. <laughs> all right, man. Well, hey everyone, please go check out all of our um, all of our stuff that we have on um, on Drew Code Sports Talk and on Two Bays. Uh, go to DrewCodeSportsTalk.com. Uh, it has all of our podcasts on there, all of the episodes on there. Um, there's a uh, place where you can message us if you have a topic if you want to tell us what your first car was um, please do so um, you know obviously honestly we could have had Brad on here because he's got a ton of stories from his first car he had that thing forever mm-hmm. um, but uh, you know obviously that's another story for another time but uh, you know tell us about your first car let us know kind of how it went for you Um you know, if you have any other topics about two, Ford Two Bays or even uh, Drew Code Sports Talk, please feel free to message us. We'd love to hear it. I know Cody would. I know I do. Um, sometimes I don't want to think about what we're going to do this week. I just want it to be there. And so that would always be nice. <laughs> Definitely. I agree. <laughs> but uh, we appreciate all the love and support that we've gotten from Two Bays. And this was nice to kind of talk about memory lane. Um, and, um, you know, please go rate and review. Everything helps. Um, you know, wash your hands. Obviously, everyone, please stay safe. And uh, you know, hopefully, this will uh, this whole pandemic thing will end soon. So, Cody, any final thoughts from you? Uh, final thoughts? No. Everybody, go check out our previous episodes. Like Andrew said, especially our drunk stories one. That one is a really funny one. <laughs> so definitely watch that one. And then. Uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for your support for listening to us. Um, honestly, when we started this show, it was kind of like a, we'll see how it goes. And I think at week after week, we enjoyed a little bit more just because we get to talk about stories that we never thought we'd talk about and share good laughs. Yeah. And it's a good way to, to kick back. And and it's just a good old time when we do when we do two bays. So. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, guys, thank you very much. And uh, we'll see you next week.